1: and welcome to another episode of Off the Wall here on Anfield Index. Uh, As I've mentioned on previous shows, the wall, as in the one we are off on this show, is the paywall side of Anfield Index, uh, commonly known as uh, Anfield Index Pro or shortened uh, to AI Pro, which offers a selection of exclusive subscriber-only podcasts to the collective tune of around 30 or so per month. And uh, for a cost of uh, only four ninety nine of your pounds each month or uh, 49 pounds per year. Now the clue to the AI Pro show we're featuring this week was in my uh, awful humming there at the top of the show. Yes, it's under pressure. To those of you who have listened to Anfield Index podcast from the outset uh, but not yet made that deep dive into the AI Pro side of things, I'm sure you be very familiar with this fantastic show. It is the flagship show of the channel and the one that's uh, garnered lots of media attention over the years. In fact, under pressure was the only podcast we took away from the free side and moved behind the paywall when we launched the pro service some months back. And that was mainly because of the amount of work that went on behind the scenes to put that show together. Uh, it could all—it always has to be around 48 hours after a match just because of the sheer volume of, and scale of work that the guys have to do. Uh, with an analytical and stats flavour, the show is uh, hosted by Gags Tandon and uh, regularly features the A-Team. Uh, B.A. Barakas and Hannibal Smith, though, are nowhere to be found. Uh, Gags is joined every week by... Uh, And analysts, uh, Dan Kennett and Dan Rhodes, plus our resident sports scientist, Mr. Simon Brundish. Uh, Together, they plough through a whole host of statistics, uh, usually accumulated from uh, Liverpool's most recent match. And uh, anyone that knows me will know I'm anything but a Stato, but I really, really love this show. And it grew on me hugely, even before I became involved uh, with Anfield Index Pro. Uh, Generally, I only have time to uh, watch a Liverpool match once. Uh, It was a finger-biting entertainment for me, it was emotional but the guys on Under Pressure go way 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 beyond that they uh, they crunch all the big numbers they then professionally analyse every stat to offer fact based conclusions uh, often debunking myths and stripping away the adrenaline fueled opinions you only get when you watch a match live and uh, stats are nothing without context and to the best of my knowledge uh, no other fan media service is uh, producing contact content like this on such a hybrid level, a uh, friend of the channel and Sunday Times football correspondent Jonathan Northcroft has often referenced our famed pressing stats in his articles, uh, courtesy of hours and hours of Tandon's time to watch and rewatch every Liverpool match in great detail. Uh, so strap yourselves in, folks, uh, for the most recent edition of Under Pressure. In this show, the guys discuss the joys of facing Eddie Howes Bournemouth and just how perfect an opponent they make for Klopp's Liverpool. There's then a look at the midfield and the numbers of uh, Naby Keita and Fabinho, which from this game were truly staggering. Uh, I was left left dumbfounded in some ways by by some of the numbers the guys uh, the guys garnered from uh, from their performances. And there's also a look at our famed front three of Salamani and Fabinho, and the guys answer the questions on uh, whether the signs are good that those three guys will fire us to a uh, to that elusive league title. So, without further ado, here's this week's Under Pressure.
2: Last week on Under Pressure.
1: There is one positive, though, Gags.
2: Go on, then, before we go. It's, one attend.
3: It's, it's Eddie Howe. <laughs> it's our number one friend, Eddie Howe, friend of the show, Eddie, the most Gagan pressing friendly manager in the Premier League, bar none. Mm-hmm. If if Eddie changes his plan and Eddie somehow nullifies Gagin-pressing and we can't adapt and we struggle again... The writing will really be on the wall for us yeah. because I don't. Yeah, there is no coming back from that. I'm glad you but,
2: put that in. That if if he if he even the play the manager that we love the most to beat, if he does the same thing, we're in a bit of trouble.
3: But if it goes like Bournemouth, obviously, we will look like a million dollars. We'll create six clear cut chances and generate three and a half xg and look like a, you know Rolls Royce.
2: Yeah, and that'll be the. the so what is it yeah. going to be? So there you have it, folks. Mystic Darth. Mystic, Darth. <laughs> Mystic or, 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 Darth. Or he used the Force to tell the future. The first time that's ever happened. Ever. Well, the Force used. If you, concentrate, if you
3: concentrate the Force really, really hard enough, as we know, you can do some clairvoyance into the future. <laughs> yes. <We> ought- <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, okay, Yoda. You're not going to be called oh, fucking Darth no, no more. It's gonna, you're going to be green and Yoda. <laughs> that's what we're going to make you. <laughs> Well, you got it spot <laughs> on, but we'll, uh, we'll 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 <laughs> close enough gags, anyway.
3: That's the way I would say it. Even even a clock, even a broken clock, is right twice a day.
2: Yeah, but we'll go through uh, that. I'm sure we'll be covering that in the pod how how it all affected what happened and stuff. So uh, fair play to you, Darth. I'm joined by, as you know, Darth already, Mister Rhodes, Hayden Rhodesy. I'm
0: great. Good much, man. much more much more enjoyable game than those two excruciating. Oh Jesus,
2: I know. And we have. Uh, uh, a nice and uh, cheery Mr. Brundish as well. Sai, how are you doing? Good. Happy day. Happy day.
3: <laughs> you can just tell he's so cheery, can't you, with his voice then? He just won the first word.
2: <laughs> Great. Uh, we're, we're second in the league, yeah? Joint top of the league. No, there's no such thing as joint top of the league. Right. Okay. Fake top of the league. Uh, fake, top of the league. fake top of the league. You know what? That was the thing at the start of the season, remember? Joint top of the league. <laughs> <laughs> So well, someone
0: were calling someone were calling, is false second on TTT the other day. Oh, false Jesus. Second
2: false, nine. <laughs> false second. We're, we're, we're back into that phase, you know, the false second. Uh... But anyway, let's kick this off. Uh, we don't have a double show, which is nice. It's just the one game. We can take our time. But, uh, Sy, uh let's go straight in with the lineups on this one. And uh, I think there's there's a little bit of focus to come on this midfield, I feel. this
4: is This is the midfield, isn't it? This is the one that, by, by the fourth game of the season, when um, when Ghost had become whatever he's become this season, like like one of the three best midfielders in the league, uh, this is the go-to midfield. And it's taken this long to play them in this sequence, in this pattern. And I absolutely loved it. Alden's best game for us. Fabinho was tremendous. Nabi Keita is going to be a phenomenon. I loved the whole thing.
2: Totally agree. He's gonna be. He's gonna be something special. And we've got. We're gonna uh, go into that as well. I, I wanted to ask you though um, more about the shape as well. So, uh, back to four three three this time with the, your favorite your favorite lineup up front as well.
4: Yeah, you have got. I've talked about it before. We got. We you got a, a buzzer spreader and a cruncher in midfield. That's <laughs> the way you mean.
3: This this is the, that's a very obscure niche reference to nineteen eighties uh, Channel Four documentaries yeah uh, sigh it's not a
4: documentary it was the manageress oh
3: no yeah the was what, what, what do you call it it wasn't a documentary it was a, it was a tv show wasn't it like a it was, soap yeah, opera it's style, it's yeah
4: drama yeah the first
3: the first female manager
4: the manageress and and this yeah, this no. old england scout uh, that's what he said to her he, uh, it was it was some advice he gave to her on a on a dark cold night on in you know windy night in Stoke and uh, and it's so true though
3: it really is and it's just
4: that they have those three
3: lads have everything. So what is it? A buzzer, a spreader, and a what? Cruncher. The cruncher.
2: Yeah, I got I got challenged to say something. I said something on Twitter and they said a day you cuz he said to me a day to say that on the podcast. Progressive aggressive suppressive. What the fuck? Aggressive, aggressive, Pro- progressive aggressive Progressive Aggressive Suppressive.
4: Aggressive, that's <laughs> it, that's cruncher, buzzer and Yeah. That's know. it.
2: <laughs> I actually then- described Fabinho as that, but the midfield three works too. Yeah,
3: What was the Benitez variation of this? Destroyer, creator and passer?
1: Yeah, yeah. I thought
4: so. It's a similar. Yeah. I, I, I think it's similar. But apart from we have the, this added dimension in, in this team of um, Van Dyke behind being maybe a better spreader than anybody in midfield and Bobby coming from front being a better buzzer
2: than anyone in midfield. Jesus Christ, Matip was a buzzer in this game. What the fuck?
1: I was going to say,
3: yeah, we've got to give some Joel Matip. I mean, I mean yeah, the, the most ever presses by a centre back by some okay. distance. Gags, that's oh, no. fourteen. Mental.
4: Oh. What's that Sai? That's him chasing his first touch.
3: <laughs> oh, brutal! <laughs> brutal. Do you hey, do you know what the do you know what the previous highest presses by a centre back was before this game? Have a guess.
2: Uh... You might.
3: You, might, you might be able to think about somebody who played a game when they weren't yeah, really we a centre-back. Nine, nine Wijnaldum. It M- M- was. Yeah, it was nine, Wijnaldum, in that that
2: game at Brighton what when he played guess. in that back three. <laughs> <laughs> what a guess. <laughs> nice. Okay, now Wijnaldum, that's, Mati, no, that's what 14. he gets normally, Wijnaldum, nine.
0: <laughs> I'm actually, <laughs> still, I'm, in, I'm in a state of shock that we've just heard Saabundi's call Wijnaldum one of the three best midfielders in the league. I never thought I'd hear those words. I love it. Who are
2: the other two?
4: They play for City, don't they? You reckon.
2: Yeah. Wow. That is that is something. That is something. I, 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 and in fairness, I only think currently. I think Navigator is going to be way
4: better. I think for Binho probably going to be way better. But this is this is Vinaldum at his absolute peak. This is uh, even I didn't know he was. Cap- I don't think any, I I don't believe anybody thought he was capable of doing these things in fairness.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I knew that there was an attacking player in him, actually. Like, there's someone who can score goals, but we just never... I've said this to Daft a the time. I think we ignore him half the time when he's up, up top. They don't pass to
4: him. Do you <laughs> know what? I just I uh, want to go into the stats in this, because I thought we were just rambling about the game. But, but like, there are some serious stats about him Yeah, let's this see.
2: game. go. go for it. Do it then. You can start with him. Go on. Right, yeah.
4: So you know he doesn't get forward he doesn't get in the box no. it's one of the things that, that um has put me off him it's not the right I did not it's not the right term that I've always been critical of him because mm. it, in a similar way to Bobby and before that Lalana I just don't think I think he has more than enough capability he, he just chooses not to in this game he had five touches inside the box Right, that's twenty percent of his of of all his touches inside the box this season, in one game, four percent of his playing time this season, and he had twenty percent of his touches. Jesus On top Christ. of that,
2: he also had twenty eight percent of his passes into the box. So do you put that? So do you put that down to Bournemouth playing Bournemouth, or do you put it down to the midfield two with him?
4: I, 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 I you know. Maybe the midfield to win him, but I actually don't. I just think it's an intent thing. I yeah. think it's an intent thing. I think he's just—he was—he was tasked with doing something slightly
2: different, mm. and he—he just—he uh, properly embraced it. Yeah, Rhodesy, did you think that the midfield three switched loads in this in terms of going forward? I thought—I thought it wasn't just set positions. I thought all oh, of them the, made made that positive, progressive movement or going forward.
0: The midfield three and. Matip and Van Dijk were also doing it. Yeah, uh, I think those five were were, you know, crucial in creating the spaces that the others were exploiting. Um, and it is that fluid movement. It is. Fabinho knows when to go, but also when to stay. I, I'm not sure when cared that much in this game. He seemed to just be off on one. Um, yeah, but, and you'll I'm sure you'll come on to it, but Naby's person impressed me immensely. So, yeah.
2: Absolutely brilliant. Did you pick that before even the stats? Yes.
0: Yeah, no. Good, I went good. good. No, that's it, the main yeah,
2: thing. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. As it was to notice it, yeah. Yeah, he was, I, I thought that too. I thought he was uh, He was everywhere in this game. But um, yeah. do you remember, uh, I think
4: it was probably Leicester away. And in the group, I was eulogizing, like, the function of the team and how every. it was almost telepathic how everybody was performing their roles so um like machine like it was like it was like watching an Audi or something yeah. um and then that was up to half time and then at half time it stopped and then it's largely stopped for most of the season in our midfield and yes and in this game it was very much back they were all of them making making the the correct choice all of them were making active choices positive choices but then somebody was always protecting in the right position constantly mm. the interchanging both offensively and in like from a negative transition point of view they were all perfectly set up all the way through the game they were
2: so smart i thought so too i really did and and darth i think Sai uh, mentioned like a, a, a part of the game in, in the that we're doing let's talk about the first 17 minutes in this game it's a good place to start I think the, looking at the stats that was and also collecting them, that was the the hot point. Uh,
3: yes, and if we look at the Papa chart gags the, for this one, um, it's almost impossible to see the 100 line at the top because the, the, the Papa chart line is right on it. and for all the geeks who were here, we know we do use percentiles, and that, that first 15 minutes was uh, the 98 point seventh percentile. Which makes it the second most intense period you've ever done under under clock. Which the only one higher than that uh, was the Man City. The first fifteen minutes of the Man City four um, three. But in this ma- match, uh, we we had sixty seven percent possession. Bournemouth had seventy six passes, and we made sixty presses in that first seventeen minutes. I mean, how long did it take you to collect that first seventeen minutes? <laughs> About an hour
2: well you did realize remember when I said that I'm finishing for the night it was two hours gone and I'd only done 30 what I've just done this the goal <laughs> yeah i just done the M- Ronaldo goal have 34 minutes mm. I'm calling a night I'm going I'm doing the rest tomorrow
3: like I mean uh, but 76 passes right Bournemouth made which is quite a lot for an op- op- opponent for us yeah and, and 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 this is where we have to we already have to start talking about Eddie Howe um I, the, only, the only thing I wanted to say about the midfield three, I, I, I agree they were really, really impressive. The balance was really nice. But I, I do want to see this again against a team which is not managed by Eddie Howe.
2: Yes, me too. I always I, That's the first thing I said. Can we play him against United and see, please? Well,
0: well in fairness, he switched it, didn't he? He switched it slightly from his norm. But but the, I, the reason why I didn't quite understand the switch to a 4-5-1 was he's still passing it out on the back. That's where we get our opportunity from. Not particularly... How they reacted to us in possession. It was Wait. it was the fact that they give us loads of chances to press them when they've got them all.
3: Say si, you got the numbers, haven't you? Say si? on the opportunities from Eddie.
4: No, what?
3: I didn't get that. What? You got the you got the numbers on the amount like, of short passes they made.
4: Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, so they had 121 <laughs> yeah. <passes>
3: in their <laughs> defensive third, and
4: and they only made seven long. Shocking! Their their uh, long ball rate was was ten percent. It actually went down five percent from from their typical. We have never been beaten by a team with ten percent, uh, with a ten percent uh, long ball rate by anybody. Call, not called Man City.
3: Even Real Madrid went up against us, didn't, didn't it? When they played us,
4: everybody goes up against us.
3: Yeah. So what? Uh, what was the figure of the short passes in their final third? One hundred and fourteen.
4: 114 short passes in their in their defensive third.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what what I what what I thought the difference was, Gags, is that mm. the number one way I could say to people would be that first 15 minutes there was the, the the difference between Bournemouth and everybody else who comes to Anfield is that when a player receives the ball in his own third, he's trying to he's think his first thought is to pass or to turn and take and look up and not simply just to launch it 60 yards downfield, right? Mm-hmm. All the Bournemouth players, no matter who it was, it was Sermon, whether it was Goslin, whether it was King dropping deep, whether it was Fraser, whatever, all of them were looking to turn or looking for a pass, and we were on them before they could move. And there were, there were, the, the, the the I think the most um, beautiful one was the Winaldum, you know, the press tackle, which was it on Fraser after about fifteen minutes. I think so. Edge of the final third as well. You know, it was that sort of. He snapped into it, so it was a press, but it was a perfectly timed tackle. And then it was the through ball at the same time almost yeah, as well. Then. And, and there was loads of that. And um, and we'll, we've already put the, the pressing heat map for this game in the group. And it's just like a big splodge of red right
2: across. If you had the access and you checked the first 15 to 30 minutes, it was just two lines. One line um, just in our defensive half, D, and one line right in front of their 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 box. <laughs> just, it was just two lines, nowhere else. It was just central. It was like we were drawing a box around the center circle, and we just pressed all the way around it. It was nuts. Just like what the hell? Honestly, this is this is something else. This was something else. Like if you look at the heat map of the full game, it's something else in terms of a line in front of their in in the middle of their area. Sorry, in the middle of their their, their half of the pitch. It's just fucking freaky how crazy stupid they are how stupid Eddie Howe is it's just crazy like honestly why would you do that <laughs> why? why this is playing purely into our hands this is the game plan he, they... might, he
3: might he might think that oh we beat them once we beat them 4-3 four, four, so you know it worked once
2: <laughs> oh my god
3: but I don't know if somebody asked me this in all seriousness in the group it might have been Lubo. Um he said do, do, do we think Eddie's actually a decent manager and or, you know how, how well does he work I, I just think that All managers, if you're going to be a top manager, you have to be absolutely 100% convinced that your methods are correct. And you have to have absolute faith in your own. The moment you start second-guessing yourself, I think you're on the slippery slope down. And I I, I do think Eddie thinks that because he doesn't really change it for anybody. And let's face it, Bournemouth are a very, very small club in terms of the stadium size, the fan base. And he's kept them comfortably in the Premier League for, what, four seasons now, three seasons
2: yeah. yeah, it's commendable, um, isn't it? And, and,
0: and he From nowhere. And, and actually said after this game that he tried to frustrate Liverpool, if that's anyhow <laughs> trying to frustrate <laughs> us. <laughs>
3: by not playing two strikers, maybe. That was his thing. I'm going to take off my second centre-forward this game. That's so why. I,
0: by sitting deeper and not pressing, maybe, as often as what they have done before, but the fact that they were still packing it out from the back and passing it around in little triangles in midfield just allowed us <laughs> to overwhelm him. And I can't can't believe it's the second highest pressing Period under clock, that says somewhere,
3: doesn't it? I think it. it I mean, I, you got you do admire. You got to admire him. I'd much rather watch an Eddie Howe team than a Sam Allardyce oh. team. Of course,
2: man. Yeah, you do. I mean, you got to. Th- you gotta, you, gotta, you gotta, like you said. You got to admire that he he wants to play his own way, and that's it. But against Liverpool, come on. Even flipping yeah. Chris Hughton's changed the way he plays against Liverpool.
3: Yeah. Well, and and, and just to say that the, the, there are three players I think in Bournemouth. With the Bournemouth matchday squad who played with him in League One when he started, wow. so Steve Steve Cook and Andrew Sermon, who both started this game, there was somebody on the bench, I don't know who which one it was, but they were they were both with him in in League One, and now they're in the Premier League in the mid half of the table, you know. It, so I don't know. I think, Sally, si, I know you give him stick as well, but do, do you trying to try and be a fair assessment of Eddie?
4: Eddie's amazing. He's absolutely amazing, and and the only reason he's so stupid against us is because he plays with his balls out. And amen to that. That's good enough to beat the rest of the dross in the league. I, I, I've no problem with him. He's gonna he's gonna lose against us anyway. I, I've I've no problem with him trying <laughs> to
3: win. Yeah. Do you think it, do you think it'll get him a good job somewhere, no, at some point, no. a, an opportunity somewhere? No, sadly not. He should I, do, I do. but I, I don't think
0: so. I think he could be next person. Yeah.
3: We'll that,
4: you know what it's England Spurs yeah. the only is the only is the only potential you're right yeah just depends on the whole potch thing doesn't it but
3: whether he's going to Real Madrid or not
2: yeah okay
4: uh, well, yeah yeah he has no chance anywhere else
3: so just just I'm only doing this because you know we, there's a perception we might be being mean to Eddie but we're not we're just being mean to him because. It's very easy to play against for us. Which is, it's a very, very, very nice matchup. And us.
0: it's has predictable over every single game we've analysed and every single game before we play Bournemouth. We go, all right. Anyhow, it was the same with Wagner. Yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> isn't it? But isn't it possible to say? Like, yeah. We we talked about this in Champions League last season, right? It's really, it's really hard. Like when we were playing um, Spartak and Maribor. It's really hard for them to come to come to England, come to to Anfield, and suddenly become defensive. It's not who they are. They're not practiced in it. They're not well versed in it. They can't do it. They don't have the players to do that stuff. And so, it's really hard for for Bournemouth to suddenly become, you know, eight, ten at the back and um, compact and defend in really strict lines and or that's and, and launch the ball long. They just yeah. don't do that. Who
0: can they go? So, after? I guess they could have played Solanke, but that's not that's not how they play at all. They haven't got they haven't got wingers running off a strike.
4: It's it's true. So we, we have a lot of respect for Eddie Howe. What he did was absolute suicide. <laughs> Footballing suicide, yeah. Yeah, football and suicide. If if it was me, I would have gone to the big grok Steve Cook,
3: who I would love to punch in the face. <laughs> oh, up front. Um, Steve Cook Steve Cook up front.
4: Oh god, what a pr- no 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 no. I, I would I would be I'll be launching balls over, over Milner's head for Cook to run onto. Uh, for um Who's that that King to run onto? Yeah, He's and Fraser. And we were leaving yeah. massive gaps there. They just weren't attempting to do it.
3: Yeah. A long diag.
4: Long diag over the top, run on, chase the, chase back. It would make our fullbacks have to drop a little bit. It the would be for the way so we play. <laughs> Which incidentally, we played a tremendous amount. We had sixteen
3: uh, left to right long diagonal balls. Salah got so many onto his. He got so much ball in this game, didn't he? To him, it was incredible.
2: I felt yeah. like Fab was just just they gave. I, I reckon Klopp said to Fab, "As soon as you get it, look look right." Just look right, you can play that ball, look right. And all he did in that first half, that first twenty minutes before the goal, everything was going out to Summo. Everything. Everything yeah. from, from Fab.
4: Fab played for uh, Van Dyke. If you look at the pass map, Van Dyke made six from almost the exact same spot. To move on the right wing. Yeah. From the same spot to the same spot. Perfect forty five yard passes. Yep.
2: Yeah. Honestly, it was brilliant. That is exactly what we need to be doing all the time. All the time. Get Try and find that ball out to him. We we, we turn over and that's it. Go there. Turn that ball over. Get it out to him. First thing. Have we talked about place. the goal yet? No, we're going to get there because obviously first the first 17 minutes. We summary yet. First 17. So first 17 minutes was uh, the crazy pressing. And we're going to move on because that kind of really dragged them and dragged them here and there and, and uh, kind of broke them down, Darth. Ready for the goal.
3: Okay, Gags. we haven't even done Rosie's executive summary yet, though.
2: Oh, my God. (laughs) Come on, then. We
3: we have to see how close it was to my six big chances and three and a half XG. (laughs) Yeah, go on. Okay,
0: then. So, across the models, it was um, 2.42 XG, non-pen to us, 0.39 to them. Um, 20 shots, which is uh, our highest since the United game. Um, Strangely, 12 conceded against... Bournemouth is other than the West Ham game is that is that is the most we've conceded since Arsenal my the the, the first Arsenal game this season so we've, we rarely concede the amount of shots that we have been but the key factor in this game is that their shot quality was zero point zero three they didn't have any big chances done and we had five which is again the most since that, that Arsenal um, the last time we played them rather than the first game it was it was pretty much as 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 dominating a team profile as you can get 15 shots in the box again and Man United is the the last one when we had that many. Um, And if you look at some of our individuals across the league, Salah had the most shots of any player across the whole league. Um, Firmino created the third most chances. Um, Nabe had the fourth most passes and this is my favourite. Touches in the opponent's half The two players in the league with the highest touches in the opponent's half, Navicato with just under 120, and Milner with 112, something like that. Um, And Salah is actually fifth on that list. So we had three of the highest touches in the opponent's half, and that's 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 when a system's working in it, especially when you've got ones a right back, ones a midfield, and the other ones a right winger. Um, So yeah, it was it was fantastically dominant and. uh, Let's come and enjoy some of these goals.
3: Just 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 well, on the opponent's half thing, um in the in, uh, in this match, fifty one percent of all the pressing was mad. in mad. was classed as high. And remember we class high press as anything past the center circle inside the opposition half. Fifty one percent of all the pressing was high, which that's the fourth highest proportion ever.
0: If if you combine clearances, blocks, and interceptions as well, Matic was third on the list, which is perhaps surprising considering all the other teams that were that were playing this weekend. And our, our centre half gets on there, so he was clearly very active, not only uh, defending but also on the ball and pressing.
3: Yeah, and it was, and we had we had forty seven presses in a in the high central zone gags, and that's the second most ever in a single match after the four three against City.
2: Fucking. Okay madness i thought it
4: was good when i recorded it <laughs> just a little context the the uh, the last three games navigators had 323 no, 331 touches
3: <laughs> and we've averaged how much possession about 70.
4: about 70. Mm. and i'm all for i've always been all for all for this but i'm all for running our um system through our mid, midfield player the most progressive midfield player on on the pitch Let's do that. Good stuff's gonna happen.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's 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 perfect. Perfect uh, way it, of didn't putting we, it.
0: We kind of, didn't we kind of have three progressive midfield players in this game and that was we a got three bit. very
4: progressive midfield players. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. It did and that in it well, in the Ghost still managed to have fifty-four touches. which <laughs> <laughs> is remarkable. At least, but of those fifty-four touches, at least loads were there were, were actually around the final final third and going towards the box. So twelve of of those fifty-four foot touches, uh, twelve of them ended up in the box, which is great.
0: I'd be interested in his pressing figures compared to those because that's a massive golf in touches and involvement in it on the ball.
4: Yeah. Was he doing off the ball? He was getting in the box a lot. Yeah. Do you remember Klopp's talked so much in the early days about getting four or five players in the box? And in Wijnaldum's best period, in that time where people eulogized Lalana that's the time when he was getting, he was one of those four or five constantly in the box. And then he stopped. He just became the, the protection, didn't he? And in this game, Fabinho showed what protection looks like. He was he was like the the cul-de-sac but right across the pitch. He was always in the right places. They were trying to break out, and he just battered them. Every time they came out, bang, got the ball, played a pass. All, and, and he was doing that tackle-pass thing again. He did it three times.
0: He's a monster. Won all his tackles, five recoveries. Yeah. Now <laughs> yeah. he had 12.
2: He... He really is a monster fab. I thought when I watched it first time round that he would be the top presser in this game. I really did think that you know what the hell this guy is gonna this guy is gonna do it, but obviously the guy second he was uh, second, he was, he was second but obviously the guy who did uh, end up taking it uh led to the second goal he he actually he actually um we, we we're gonna we're gonna talk about the first goal first. <laughs> Let's do that because because otherwise we're gonna get muddled up. Let's talk about the first goal first um it was a uh, oh Naby's touch. Naby's involved in all three, I think. Uh, Sorry, si, in, in the end,
4: unbelievable touch. Nobody's talked about it. I I created a gif and didn't post it. I was driving. Um, and, <laughs> yeah, don't and, do that.
3: I, and I just created a gif I while driving. It. Good God!
4: I can't believe that nobody's talked about it. It was an unbelievable, beautiful touch. I, I noticed it absolutely.
2: It he just killed exactly.
4: it. It was sensational. Yeah. Laid it in perfectly in the past for Milner. Lovely pullback. There we go.
2: Yeah, and there's hints of people. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you've seen the uh, the offside gifts. Sorry, the offside uh, Photoshop yeah. stuff.
0: The league, the league of Fixing the Title for us guys, exactly apparently. <laughs> That's what I've heard. I... Uh, oh. I uh... I didn't it's as think... as marginal, marginal as it gets. And he's going the wrong way. it's going the opposite I, I way. I thought he was offside, but... He was offside, but it's impossible. The linesman, if you look at the amount, is offside. Yeah. And when Mane go, is going the other way, it's going to create a false perception of... is, is, is not going to look offside, is it, when you're looking down the line? Yeah.
3: yeah. Um, I, um, I thought this was the gags. first case of fake news gags that I've, I've actually seen in... Um, it, I didn't think football on Twitter was serious enough um, to be for people to create fake news about. Mm. But um, you know, because you know, leave that to like actual politics or you know geopolitics and stuff. But um, there was that there was a thing where, uh, um, I, and I put it out from my account on Saturday evening as well because there was this juxtaposition of the actual footage and then there was the edited footage where Nathan Aki had been photoshopped out of the image. It, it showed, yeah, showed, showed Manet. <laughs> yeah. Mane, you know. So, so somebody, somebody's actually has actually done a, a photoshopped an image for, for fake news purposes. Yeah. Is it? Is it? Re- some people are really that bothered and yeah, is that they important? Didn't, they
2: didn't remove his shadow. That was the funny.
3: Yeah, <laughs> you could see Aki's shadow on yeah, I'm
0: the image. <laughs> That's yeah. like Wijnaldum used to be called by. Sai, that the Aki Aki shadow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> So I, I do I mean, I, I don't. Is it, fake news on football Twitter really a thing? I couldn't believe it. It is. They're, I, they're,
2: they're desperate right now. Um, opposition fans who? are desperate. Oh. Opposition fans are desperate right now to try and just anything to get a, a troll Liverpool in it's any so way. Weird how city fans have become Spurs fans. Oh god! Gotcha. Oh my god! It
4: makes me want to puke. Just be happy that you're so good and you've won so much and that you play such
2: amazing football. Why do you have to be absolute tossers about it? Ah, oh, they're disgusting. They deserve to lose the title just because their fan base is a pile of shit. Yep. And, uh, Wolves deserve all the shit as well because they're mini, mini city fans.
0: <laughs> uh, I've I've got I've got two uh, two really close Man City friends who are still uh, as pessimistic as they were in the uh, in the eighties. <laughs> it's because they're real fans, and, uh, yeah. I, and, they, and they occasionally listen to this, so I don't want to lump everyone together. No, no, no uh, I, I, just I, like I, I don't want to be lumped with the absolute novices that post under Liverpool's team sheet when it comes out on Twitter. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: that's, that's fine. No, that's fine. Not all of them are. There's a couple of nice ones in the family that I know as well, but. The ones that I was talking about on Twitter, they're, they're all dickheads. And uh, hopefully Rafa does a job on Wolves today as well as one at the moment. So that's nice. Anyway, um, <laughs> so Mane, four in four. First time in his career as well. Right um, header.
3: Right header. Yeah. That, that was textbook, pure textbook, because he got it and he headed it down. So it bounced in front of the keeper. He's had a couple <laughs> of
2: headers recently, hasn't he? He's put them wide. So it was about time, I thought. They were probably tougher ones than this, though. But um, he's had a couple and, of I, and I saw
3: a stat on the weekend that he's, he, if you lift all the players in the Premier League by non-penalty goals he's sixth
2: wow wow
3: crept up dead. on that 12 I think he's got this season 12 non-penalty 13, goals 13. 13 13
2: yeah and that's more he's than gone, last Bob, season now Si?
3: Bob yeah he scored two more than last season last season he's got 11 wow
2: and it's only Feb that's crazy I think he scored
3: 10 I think he scored 10 or more five, 10 or more non-penalty goals five seasons in a row
2: pretty good Pretty
3: yeah, good from the main man. in England, seasons in a right. That's, um, that's elite man. for a wide
2: player, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Main man. That's what I call him now. The main man. The main money.
4: Yeah,
2: uh, he's been fantastic. He has. I love him. And um, he works his arse off as well. It, that's one thing he's added this season, is just, well, he's tired it last season, I think, but the pressing is always really good from him. So, Still um, got the
3: most, the uh, highest minutes per press leading to shots this season. The lowest, sorry, minutes per press leading yeah. to a shot. Absolutely. Not anybody in the team. So talking... Edda talk, reminded me that he had pool as well.
2: Yeah. To, talking about uh, leading, uh, press leading to shots and goals, uh, Naby Keita involved again, Darth, in the second one, wins the Text. ball back. But obviously in this one is, it's all the ball from, I thought the ball so, from um Robbo was beautiful and then obviously the touch.
3: Yeah. I think it was on Jordan I'd, um Keita on, on Jordan Eyde. Yeah. Played a textbook final third regain and then, yeah. But, it was lovely ball in, and then I did not expect no. any one album to to do that. No. That was just like Kenny Dalglish or something like it
2: that. It was amazing. <laughs> it was. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, my mouth was like hitting the floor, Rhodesy, when that went in. I was just like, "Ginny just did that." But, for, yeah. But the context of yes, The replay, <laughs> I thought I'd
0: missed it. I thought <laughs> I thought the keeper tipped it onto the bar or something, and I'd missed seeing it, and it.
4: But Dan, Dan, the context: was two beautiful. minutes before he he made us he made he was through on goal and made a stupid
2: pass. Oh it my did. god, dude, that was terrible! <laughs> he, made that was well. yeah. <laughs> he made the ball bounce. Well, yeah, he made the ball bounce a cut cool. back. That, that was a that was beautiful move. That yeah, yeah, uh,
4: yeah. It was. So where did it come from? Where did suddenly you go? Oh, <laughs> like I'm good at footy. <laughs> where did that come from?
3: Super it was remarkable. Ball.
4: It was super a hell of a ball.
3: finish. Supernatural ghost powers,
4: yeah.
3: Space ghost, so yeah. Because <laughs> he's a Dutchman, it was worthy of Dennis campus. He was, yes, yeah. Just show.
4: like it, it's right. a show. It, it actually reminded me when I first saw it of uh, Kenny's uh, title
3: winning in the double against Chelsea. Yeah, eighty-five, eighty-six. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What a
2: finish! It was. It was just perfect. Just perfect. Like. The keeper's positioning is good as well. It's not even like he's overdone himself. Nothing. It was just the height on it, how it goes above the, the You know when you see it from the the angle from the the back and the rear view, and the ball's actually got like higher than the the, the crossbar, and then it dips. Ah, it's just, it's just perfect. You know, it's it just so to be perfect. Nice. It had to be perfect, didn't it? So good, man. Loved it.
4: it did because it Mo was Moe stood next to him, and he would have he would have beaten the shit out <laughs> <after> of him. <laughs> He was waiting, waiting for the sweaty, and he and, and he and he pulled that off and and shanked it forty feet into the air. At the moment.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he had. A, I mean, that was probably Ronaldo having quite a few shots in that first half. I thought well, at least, like you said, getting into the box. He had a couple of shots, didn't he? Which is Can't nice to see. Shots, which is nice to see because okay. he's not. Okay. R- he's not normally one of the players that does that, is it? So there's definitely something but different he can like can to, that. For like oh, for, of course he can. Of course, you can. The threat that that provides, the the challenge tactically
4: that it that it, it creates for defence to solve when all three midfielders can do all of those three things, when they can all, all play in each other's position, and when they're happy to to fill the space that Bobby leaves, it's just it just makes life so much harder. So Bournemouth was shit, and they did the thing that suits us best. But it was at the same time we did all of these good things right. So. So you guys think I get down and and cr- overly critical about opportunities that we get that sometimes it looks that we get caught up in the numbers when I think opportunity offered us these things and opportunity definitely offered offered us pressing opportunities but structurally we did stuff that had nothing to do with Bournemouth that was brilliant and but- it was about opportunity it was it was just well rehearsed and it was. It was really, really good players doing really, really smart stuff. Well, does it apply to what?
0: Cause, so, Do you think this, these things that you're talking about would apply to Watford, would apply to United, would apply to... I think
4: those things t- that I'm talking about would have beaten both West Ham and Leicester.
0: Okay, there you go.
2: There you go. It
4: was the things that we weren't doing against them.
2: Mm, absolutely weren't doing them. Absolutely. Like, like like we talked about with Fab, getting it into Mo so quick, we weren't doing that. We weren't doing any of those things. It just night and day. Like... just just think of Bobby his performance oh. in, in the, two, the two the last two games night and day yeah night and day just I mean and that's where the conversation comes up with playing him as the nine you know and we talk about it a lot in WhatsApp and stuff and I prefer this is I know this was the Eddie Howe team and we we keep saying it that keeps being the, the you know the 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 caveat that we want to put on it, everything yeah. we're saying but. But still, you've got to you've got to produce it. And let's move into the second half. And let's start. You got Can I guess
3: to say, my contribution on that would be is yeah. that what we always talked about when it really really worked well at the start of last season when it becomes the V at the front, the front three becomes the V yeah. with Bobby Bobby dropping in and Mane and Salah high and wide, um, and then you know we, you see the best of both worlds there. And Bobby had five five key passes in this game. Mm. And 0.95 expected assists, and uh, you know we just talked about move, that move to um, the one that broke down with when menaldum gave the the crap shot. Minal, Firmino played an absolutely gorgeous pass into Winaldem in the yeah. build-up to that goal, absolutely mm-hmm. inch perfect. You know, passed between two men, but you know it was. It, it, I think he. I think when we play, and it's not. It's it's the combination of Mo on the right. Bobby, where you can drop in, and then the two attacking aids support in as well and going past them. You know, that, I, just,
4: I think that's the key. It's The attacking eights.
3: Yeah, and we haven't really played with attacking eights very often this season. No. Nope. Not two, anyway.
4: No, and but we've also we've had these players, but we've we've had them in different roles, yeah. and we've complained that we didn't have these players because Ox wasn't around. But Alden can do it.
3: Yeah. Because you always say to him, you want to see what he's. Why, why can't he play more for us like he does for Holland? Yeah, well, he's he's always marauding into the box and taking shots yeah. and scoring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Why does he choose not to do it? That's what always always drives me crazy. And if you look at the average touch map, he was more progressive than Caterman. He was more advanced up the pitch.
4: Yeah, he was the he was the guy making third man runs. The Cater was the carrier.
3: Do you
0: think his interaction with Milner might have helped? Because you know they played together. Next week, you don't to play well
4: it? i i just think it's directive I a hundred percent think it's directive
0: yeah okay i think it's the manager's instruction
4: hopefully it's the manager's instruction yeah i uh, that you hear that that uh does, does all of this uh, this problem solving in units and one on one but in in specific targeted units that open up um challenges tactical challenges that we might face and that was just it has to be one of it because if I can notice this, they should have noticed it weeks
3: ago, and has yeah, and been working on it. So, and Klopp said this season is that the reason he prefers four three three is because of the amount of triangle passing situations it opens up all over the pitch, defensive yeah. last space, attacking central, right front, full come off the front, everything. Now, we would we went back to the 4-2-3 run for a long time and it worked really well and we were really solid, but now you could say that. Fabinho is fully integrated. He can play. Go back to four-three-three with Fabinho Brilliant in, yeah, as six. Yeah, as the only six, and then with the six and the two eights. So we can actually go back to the V shape in midfield as well with the six and the two attacking eights. If Fabinho yeah. is that player.
4: But one of the key things that we were doing in 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 this game was protecting the negative transition. We were we had at we were constantly had either two uh, our two centre backs and two centre midfielders, or one centre midfielder and one fullback, deeper than than two of their players. So we always had a four-on-two advantage, no matter what. And we did. We weren't doing that last week for the two games we had last week. Both of our midfielders were getting ahead of the game. So when we had a six, when we were playing with a 4-3-3 three, three against who was the last game we had, uh, I should have that, because the sheet's literally right in front of me, West Ham. Um, the... Uh, the six were staying deep, but then both attack. It, both midfielders were bombing at the same time. that Milner had already gone like miles away, and he couldn't get back himself anyway. So, w- so we were creating these big gaps. But so it's not, think- just about, not not just about gaps; it's about spacing. So, with possession, we had we were in the wrong spaces and creating thus creating the wrong angles. And in this game, we were at the perfect angles constantly. The perfect angles for. An outlet pass for bouncing a pass off or protecting if we lost the ball. It's a it, it's a huge thing. It may, it meant we function well. And one of the biggest factors in that is that we have somebody in midfield that can carry the ball. So if you've got somebody that's carrying the ball for 10 meters or 15 last meters. Season. Yeah, yeah. But if you've got that, somebody that, that is predictably, you know, the other players know is going to be carrying the ball fifteen meters, is that that gives three seconds to make sure that uh, that Wijnaldum, on the other side of the pitch, has, has looked at Milner and has gone, are you going or am I going? And then tucks around. If you're passing out, you don't get that opportunity. So having a ball carrier in midfield makes such a huge difference to our protection and penetration at the same time.
3: Do you think it was our best tactical performance of the season, say? Even that Eddie, how Granted, do you think? Or, or structural performance? I think it's our
4: best attacking structural performance since at least October. Bear in mind, I'm old and I'm bald and I can't remember my name most days. That's that's as much as I uh, maybe since Tottenham then. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Interestingly, you know, you know, when we for a long
4: time there's a
0: stat that kind of suggests this, and I like uh, non-penalty xG difference from two point zero three in this game was our highest xG diff since the first game of the season against West Ham. That, that tells you a lot about the balance of the side. And considering 2.42 is on the low side of what I thought the opportunities were in this game, like you said. Well, Tegan
3: had, a, Tegan had us at 2.96 XG, didn't he?
0: There you go. Yeah.
3: Well, nice. yeah, any, And we had an XG difference of over two without any penalties.
4: Wow. Yeah. And no luck. You can say luck about, <laughs> yeah. about the offside. But we, didn't, we 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 had five big chances. We actually created four. They weren't just given to us by bad
3: defending. Yeah. And and the mo when Mo missed that when Alden passed, which you're talking about, that didn't even count as a shot, did it? So that missed no. there as well. that was another big
2: chance. Yeah. Yeah. He just he didn't even catch it. He didn't even catch it. It was, it bounced. It was just it was just
3: a weird. So thing. no shots not even being registered with Opta for that one.
2: No. Yep. Um. Anything else in the first half, folks, before we move on to the second? Because it started pretty hot. No? Okay. First, so the second half, <laughs> uh, we love scoring into the, just as as the half starts and killing the game. And that's pretty much what we did. It started hot with the press as well, Darth and uh, Rhodesy, uh, Nabi. This is, I mean, if the two, <laughs> if the two goals that he was involved in weren't really that much of an involvement in the other two, this is all, this is all Nabi. And I, I tried to describe this on Twitter and did it not enough justice. So, let's see how much justice everyone well, think, can do with this uh, pass. Gerard
0: had one in a 13-14 oh, season, a similar yes. pass like this for the outside. But I can't even... Was it against Fulham? It too? was. Sturridge. It was
4: over. Uh, Sturridge took it away.
0: Yeah, it was like that. But it was also followed up by another two bits of... Because Salah's run's amazing as well. You, Firmino doesn't have a chance to do a perfectly timed back heel if Salah's not making a perfectly timed run inside the defender to drag other players and space and create. If you see there's four form of defenders around Salah when he makes a finish. So you've just got three pieces of sublime attacking play and uh, yeah. Uh, just a little a little story, because when we were listening to the commentary with my when my 13-year-old son, it was 2 uh, it went 2-0, and the commentator said. The old cliche, well, everyone knows. No, it was at the start of the half. It, it's a dangerous it's a dangerous scoreline is 2 0. And my son went, Surely 1 0 more dangerous. And I was like, Yeah, you, you've clearly worked out. <laughs> you've clearly <laughs> worked out like <laughs> <laughs> They said, at this age. And it's quite funny. And then when we scored the third, he went, So is this more or less dangerous than 2 0? <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Fund <laughs> So, yeah. But, yeah, fantastic arguably the goal of the season. That's how good it was.
2: Absolutely. Oh, my God. That's, that's, that's something. Arguably arguably the goal of the season, Darth.
3: Uh, our goal of the season. Mm. I, I don't think there's any argument about it. I think un- inarguably. I don't know, um, we had, didn't we
2: have a 34-pass move at one point? We yeah, we've had loads of them. This I season, don't... in fact, has been like so many <clears throat> amazing goals. Honestly, like team goals.
3: I mean Shaq's first goal for the club was a beauty as well, where he cut, yeah. he had easy a finish like Mo was on. but no, not in terms of the brilliance of the pass, the brilliance of the back heel and the and and the just the simplicity of the finish i i I would say I don't think we're going to beat that one.
2: yeah, I loved it that Bobby By didn't expect Bobby didn't expect the spin on the ball to be so so you know it's, it's just to go that deviate that much, but then what he does with it is genius, it's just fucking genius. That you turn that oh this is overcooked for me a little bit I didn't know that it would spin this much and then okay no worries here you go here you go Mo what the fuck like just so just so amazing all of it was amazing and also if you watch Mane has a beautiful touch just before as well into Naby does
0: he so, does
2: yeah so uh, just, but in this in this point this is
0: the point about formations though isn't it gags inside because Salah's not making that run from right to right to centre. As often when he's playing in the centre, is it? He?
4: No, he's not. He's not making movement. He's making just deep. Everybody's making just constantly and um, vertical shapes, vertical moves. And and by him being out there, he creates um, uh, just a vortex. Everybody starts to move because he's coming inside. People start to fill in space.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Just after
4: that goal, there was uh It was an amazing goal. Just after that goal, there was there was Mo Salah, right? The, we already pointed out that Bobby had five key passes. Blah, 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 blah. Did he, Bobby played well. Mo Salah. Uh, so Bobby had five passes into the box. Two of his key passes were like two feet. Uh, one of them, there was that back heel to Mo, um, and he had Bobby had six touches in the box. Decent, decent performance from Bobby. Mo had thirteen touches in the box and twenty-one passes into the box. The most any player has had since we've been keeping the sheet. How many? 21 passes into the box. What the fuck? We've had had two games this season. Two games this season when we didn't have 21 passes into the box.
0: Fucking hell. They had one key pass between them against West Ham.
4: Yeah.
2: Mental. Absolutely mental.
0: Insane.
4: But Mo, Mo Salah's performance in this game was properly off the charts. Yes. 77 touches. He only lost possession four times. I don't mean giving the ball away. I mean, like he, he has an average of 6.8. He loses possession from dribbles or getting tackled or whatever um, because he, he's always trying to be progressive. Um, and, it, and typically this season, he's been so high up the pitch, isolated up against three players, it's been easy to take the ball off him. Um, but coming from deep there, they hadn't got a clue what to do with him, and he he just ran riot. He was back to being the best player in the league.
0: We haven't even mentioned his uh, his uh, XG chain of two point one, his highest this season.
3: Incredible, unbelievable figure. What do you say? Uh, do we think that's his fourth highest since joining the club? Two point yes, in this game.
4: Is his fourth highest and the seventh highest of this career. Club. Clubs since he arrived through Bobby's got three more, but all, all Bobby's were last season.
0: Yeah, so seven of his career. Yeah. He's two, I think, he's two highest. Roma, and yeah, Nab, Nabby's yeah. uh, Nabby was 1.57 as well.
3: No, but we need to talk about Naby's because I thought straight after the game, I looked at him the start. and Nabby only had one shot and he didn't have any key passes himself, obviously, at the hockey, but his XG build up was 1.45. Now, when you that tells me when you have 95% of all your XG build-up is, is, you know, is in passes because he was involved in literally every move that matters. And I think that tells you something about the way the system worked so well on the weekend because yeah. Yeah, it all went through him, but it was all finished off by members of the front three.
2: Mm. It's just the way you would draw it up. Hmm. This was we the, had this was the perfect
4: long passes. We were stretching play, so Van Dijk and and Fab were both stretching play, but but they were stretching play in a way that they weren't passing the ball. There were no four passes between the centre back and then uh, two passes into the sixth then back to the centre back before Verge is launching it wide. They were getting the ball and pinging first time or or two touches pinging fourteen passes out to the wing, out to Mo or. Um, to for Milner to fall over chasing, um, and then and then on top of that we also then had most six long passes out to um, he played two to Manet and then one to uh, and then four to uh, Robo, which stretches the defense the other way, which creates creates space. If you just think of that one chance after, just would would have been a stunning goal um that he pinged the ball out to um to manet and then it ended up coming back and he'd sprinted thirty yards to get onto the edge of the box for a ball that dropped and then pinged it and uh and um it almost swerved in didn't it? I think it was a good save in the end. But there there was like a, a one two with with uh, I think it was to Mane, it might have been Robbo. I've told you I'm old and ball
0: <laughs> gags. Like I'm not that. arguing with that. Gags, let that hang, and he's not going to edit out that silence.
2: Either. No, terrible. no chance. <laughs> <laughs> More focus on that than anything. Um, I, I actually, I, I, I mean, I, I missed the combo with the Mo and stuff, and we switched to Gnabby. But I thought some of the passes from Mo in the first half, out wide to Robbo, switching. You, know, we talked about Trent the other week, last week, how we were missing that, and this week it was uh, Mo doing it, and he was picking out Robbo at will from that side, switching. So we were switching from the center to Mo, Mo out to the other side. How do you defend that? How do you, how do you defend being stretched like that? That's the beauty of the game. That is what we need to do more and more. Stretch to one side, stretch to the other. Everybody's all over the place. People coming in from, you know, to have shots. And then Mo himself, who was on the right wing at one point, running over to the middle of the pitcher to hit a volley that the keeper saves like, it's just unreal. He's just played that ball himself all the way out to Ruppo. and then he's he's already in the center to smash it, uh, nearly almost in. It's it was just phenomenal. But then, like you said as well, with Naby, it was it was. I mean, what a performance from the guy. I mean, uh, Darth, go into some of the pressing stats in the end for Naby because because you know we're we're almost an hour in here, and uh, after the goal, I think it was there there was loads of counters, weren't they? But let's talk Naby first.
3: Yeah, well, top presser, <laughs> Navigator. Fifty presses, gags, but the like, the thing is we've had more than fifty presses before. But this game we had sixty-six percent possession. So we've we've never seen that before. And I'll come on to that a bit more in a minute. Nabi had nine possession wins. That's joint most in the team with Fabinho, and he had the one leading to the goal for Ginny. He had eleven group presses. That was the most in the team. Twenty-four of his fifty presses were high, which means obviously past the center circle inside the opposition half, and he had five possession wins in inside, which were classed as high. Um, he, he targeted Gosling twelve times, Jordan Ives seven times, and Adam Smith and uh, Jefferson Lima five times each. That your fifty does tally somewhat with what Opta have got to be their only off-ball metrics, which is recoveries twelve. And tackles eight, so they got him combined twenty, which again is a pretty monstrous figure. Um, but yeah, you've got fifty. Um, and so, shall I do the possession adjusted stuff now? Yeah, 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 do it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so <clears throat> what, what what we started talking about a few weeks back wasn't it, Gags? Was how do we compare, say, when we got Bobby Firmino against Man City, got sixty five presses, but the team's got forty percent possession. How do we compare that with say Fabinho against Red Star Belgrade, when he, we got forty presses? on 65 percent possession mm. you know because they're completely different games yeah? yeah and you could say well bobby had 65 but so we have to come up with a way of being able to um, compare them right? so what what i've done is i played around with all a um uh, there's, there's in, in 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 statistics there's something called power transformations
0: mm-hmm.
3: and what you do is you basically can multiply them you take the square root or the square or the cube or whatever until so you come up with the best um uh, the best fit for the results and what we've settled on is uh uh, we we for the geeks out there we take the cube root of both things and we do this multiplication and we get a possession adjusted figure at the end so what we do is we we take the possession ratio which is liverpool possession divided by the opposition possession so in this game it was it would be 0.66 divided by 0.34 but you can't just simply do that equation because as soon as you get to 0.75 possession you get to a factor of three which is too high for the multiplier you can't just say oh well times them Number of presses by three, it just blows it all out. So we have to we we take the cube root of that, and then we come up with this multiplier. Now, when we've done this, when I've done this possession adjusted stuff, we've only ever had ten figures over fifty, or fifty possession adjusted wins, and the maximum was fifty nine point two, which was Bobby against Chelsea this season at Chelsea. Wow. Yeah. So we only now Naby Keita, he gets possession adjusted to sixty two. Wow. Um, <laughs> so and we've only ever had ten over fifty with this new measure and he's got sixty two here because he's done fifty presses on a sixty-six percent possession game. So it's just astonishing the what, what this is. And just to give you some idea with the other top possession adjusted performances. So we've got Bobby next with fifty nine point two. Then he had fifty six point five was also Bobby in the city four three. Fabinho is the next best he had fifty four point three against Fulham earlier this season. Um yeah, Bobby at Chelsea last year. 53. Bobby's dominant. Um, yeah, and Bobby, then there was Bobby versus Watford at home uh, last year and Bobby at Man City this season. Both of those were 52 uh, and then okay. we got three from Ox in the top 10. So we Ox versus Bournemouth at home last year, Ox versus City in the four three and Ox versus Swansea at home last year. So they're the top 10 performers. We've got Bobby with six.
2: Cater's <laughs> gone Ox straight with, to the top.
3: Ox with three, Fab with one and Cater now one going right to the top. I mean, uh, to go above Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, Bobby Firmino, is just an unbelievable performance, and you know yeah, we can amazing see- how Bournemouth are in there twice as well. <laughs> <laughs> right. Bournemouth and Man City opportunity, <laughs> yeah. man, amazing. Yeah, and Chelsea, I suppose as well.
2: Yeah, Chelsea do offer
3: it opportunity. Yeah, right. uh, and yeah, so, and Swansea even as well. When um, I think that was the game when they had, um, oh, what was it? It was the old centre midfielder playing for them that game, and he came with for about, about four games, Britain. and we benefited. Yeah, Leon Britton. Yeah, yeah, and he did okay. the same thing, didn't he?
2: <laughs> Can we play Chelsea next week, please, folks?
3: <laughs> oh God, we got to play him soon, haven't we? Yeah, it's
2: not though. It's not happening. <laughs> but no. I, I was just going to say, I, you know, when I watched this back, I couldn't quite believe where this boy was turning up, and everywhere he was, navigator was everywhere, turn forcing the turnover. You know, he got beaten a few times too. I think his efficiency was in the 80s, right? 84, uh, it's not, bad, it's gaps. not bad. It's not bad. bad. He Mid- was, was beaten a few times too, but overall, that's still not a that's not like a 60, <clears> 70 that we've had some by some players in the team. And, no. And 84 fine for a centre midfielder. Good possession wins as well. Uh, yeah. So overall, uh, and one that led to a goal in the end as well. So that is an overall all round performance on and off ball. And wow, I mean,
3: if you if you if you're taking into context the possession we had, possession adjusted, you'd say it's the best ever single match pressing performance yeah wow
2: yeah yeah it it, it it that that is what you could say the single best
3: terms of, well, in terms in terms of intensity anyway at least yeah. you could say that we've had higher quality in some games before we've had yeah. players before leading to shots we've had we've had examples of seventeen possession wins from some player like emery Chan and Fabinho. Mm. but in terms of intensity you know what for how little we had the ball they had the ball it was unbelievable and cherry on the cherry fun. on
2: the on the cake with the goal as well so, the yeah, yeah the the press that little to go because that's very rare at times I, well, to do all of that and get all of that in there. I, have you got any distance, uh, Sai? I haven't put streams. it in. No, have I
4: haven't it put in. it
3: in.
4: Sorry. Not on, not, not on this computer, no.
3: Okay, no problem. I, you, play did play you look at it, play it, play it play though? It uh, I, I, I looked at it.
2: It
3: was only 109. Oh, wow. Because you played the game in one half. Yeah. <laughs>
2: pretty much <laughs> and then the second half Rhodesy was a bit more uh, of a frustration really that we kept missing chances <laughs> they should oh, have well. been like 6 7 nil. and we'll talk so... about goal difference with Cy si in a minute
0: oh well considering we were talking about big chances earlier we had five big chances we only scored one of them missed four big chances out of five in a game was... Bobby missed two uh, uh, yeah Bobby missed Bobby
3: two missed Trent. Trent. Trent missed one Mo hit the bar yeah
4: Mane missed one. And oh, the... we... oh, no, no, it's God. Van Alden. Van No, yeah. no. When Firmino the had two, the
0: one. Salah, Mane and Trent
4: with a five. Firmino had two. Missed Mane, Bobby
3: and Trent. Yeah.
4: I said Mane, you said no. Uh, his
3: right, his yeah. goal wasn't... A, was his goal a big chance as well? Did he have two in the match? No. no.
4: Heather. What
3: was
2: his other big chance?
3: Well, he had the header from the Wijnaldum cross in the second half, and I thought that was easier than what he scored.
2: Oh, yeah, of course. Maybe the maybe
3: the actual goal he scored wasn't a big chance.
2: No, no,
4: the goal he scored wasn't a big chance, but the the lovely pass from oh, the lovely
2: That was Malden. great. That was great. And Bobby, yeah, and Bobby Bobby into reverse passing to Mo as well for the bar one. Just, yeah, it was gorgeous. Just, just uh, too good.
0: I've never been more disappointed in Bobby Firmino than when he didn't square it to Virgil.
2: Why would he oh, why yeah. would he square Cause, it though? can you because, believe Virgil's pace because, versus Bobby?
0: because just because just because Bobby does that kind of thing and it's a uh,
2: he's got a center back next to him. Did you <laughs> know that doing, Virgil actually wins it. the header as well? Yeah, the, 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 the Virgil athletes. wins the header and then is in the other box. <laughs> what the it heck?
0: looks to me like they're in full flight in terms of pace. Yeah, and Virgil's just—it just, looks like Virgil's just jogging outside. I, the I thought item.
2: I thought it was fair. I said as much on Nina's show of afterwards. it has got a chew. because he's, to chew. he's the striker. You're three nil up. He just deserves it. Him. Yeah, he deserves I, it. I, did, it. I, did I think
3: score.
4: you either score or you made the wrong choice.
2: <laughs> yeah, of course.
3: Uh, can uh, I can I just can I yeah, just can I make a confession is yeah. I watched that uh, break in slow motion just so I could admire Virgil. Oh wow, yeah. He was too. like a do, do,
2: do, gl- do,
3: do,
2: do, like the ground. My
3: god, he he gave Bobby 10 meters.
2: And he's still steam past him. He, he, he is an incredible athlete. He's so fast. I was telling someone at work today, it was very nice. Someone at work just messaged me on Skype and goes, are you the gags from Anfield Index? I was like, yes, yes, I am. But I've got a live release. <laughs> and he turned up around lunchtime when I was having a bit of a break. And I was just telling him, you know, the boys in our pod, they, they said that that's the fastest uh, back four when Gomez is fit as well and in Europe and he was just like, Fucking hell, no, I didn't know that. They do look fast and I go, Yeah. Did you not see Virgil this week trying to get on the end of a goal? And he goes, he goes Yeah, he's a machine. He's so, just absolutely
3: majestic, isn't he? He is. He's
2: he's and he looked back back to his uh back to himself as well, which is nice. He's That's he's it man.
4: He wasn't troubled very much though, was he? No, so no. let's let's withhold judgment on that.
2: And can we oh come on and can we like talk about Fraser as well? Right. Fraser was quiet. Nice.
3: 0.4 xg, I think they added, they so worst, worst 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 okay. shot quality of the oppos- any
0: opposition this season against us. So something right, yeah. 0.03 for
4: Bolton. Oh
2: wow, they were shooting as soon as they got to the edge of the box, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. they were doing stupid things.
4: Yeah. They just didn't, didn't. They just didn't. Didn't have enough men forward to create anything. Really, we didn't do any mistakes at all. Which which is what we've done in the last three games to open games up. We did nothing wrong. Which is what we talked about. We we have to we have to do nothing wrong and then hope for a, a hope for a uh, a little bit of luck or a bit of brilliance to open the game up. But in this game, we didn't need it because we were structurally and in terms of our best players, so much better. We just played better than we've played.
2: Mm. And, and sorry, goal difference, few words.
4: Yeah, we were brilliant. Pisses me off to high heaven. <laughs> Don't you fucking chuckle when you miss a sit like that? Oh shit! You wanted more ruthlessness. Score the goddamn goal or be pissed off about it at
2: least. Yeah, yeah. I was, uh, I was hoping that once it hit three at uh, forty-eight minutes, I really did think it would be avalanche after that, and uh, it should have been hmm. really. There was. I thought uh, that that lad they brought on it was avalanche. It was avalanche. Yeah, he was all
3: right, wasn't he? Yeah, but, I thought they were going to score after he came on. He looked really sharp, you know.
4: He actually made one really early, right at the beginning of the game, a nice save. And then uh, he made a brilliant one from a tip over from that guy. Yeah, he also yeah, yeah. made two or three claims that were really good. Yeah, he did. Alisson was good. Solid. He was back to form as well because he was shit in the last couple of games. Mm. Oh. <laughs> wow. They cost us chances in the last couple of games.
2: Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. so funny. There's, there's black, like
3: saying, ob, 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 you used the phrase objectively shit on the previous. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I, this is I like, know. Okay, okay, good oh, you know what?
2: It was the best. I had got so much <laughs> praise Alison hasn't,
3: hasn't been that objectively shit
2: in the last two <laughs> games. I, I did, yeah, I didn't say that. about Alison. I was talking. been objectively shit in the last two games. Uh,
4: you were the one bigging up the pitch issue in the first one. <laughs> What's that got to do with, him, with with him passing the ball ten yards because... to one their players instead of one of ours? <laughs> stop!
2: Stop! Put, right. Put stop putting whiskey in your mate tea. You? <laughs> right, guys. Is there anything else from that second half, folks, that you want to discuss? Because we're up here now. Time's up. Anything going once?
3: Oh, we did three. We, we had three presses, leading to shots in the match, guys.
2: Yeah. Then they uh, went. I we, don't we, think the we, other we, two with that.
3: Well, not bad actually. We had we had the cater for the goal. Then we had Fab Robbo the double press on Jordan Ibe, um, which didn't our deep, our deep, a yeah. deep central area that led to a manne shot. Fifteen seconds later, that was a six percent chance.
2: Mm. On no, um, yeah, we got info goal. It We got it yeah. blocked. Uh, blocked pretty near yeah.
3: It was, it, 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 it. it was a hit to the box, though, so it wasn't a bad yeah, chance. No. Um, and then and the last one was um, 78 minutes. Trent on the inside right channel on Rico. That led to the Cater shot from pretty much about the penalty spot. Nine oh. seconds later, that was an 11% chance, and yes. he just blasted it over the bar. Yes.
2: But oh, no, it was Bobby. Fa- no, it went to Bobby first. Bobby has a block shot in there first, then it goes to Cater.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But. My favourite one was 53 minutes. We had a four man group press on oh, Adam Smith. Oh, I forgot
2: about that. I wanted to talk about that. Yeah, it was, that was unreal. And there was like a fifth player, but he was too far to add in. And like, had he just come a bit closer, we would have had our first ever five man press. That was like, it was, ah. Oh. So uh, good Sabinio, to
3: see Ginny, Robbo, and Bobby. And Cato was press.
2: just a bit further back, but I couldn't add him. He wasn't in. He wasn't involved. So, <clears> but he was close to getting involved. And I just thought, if he was in as well, it would have been the first ever five-man press win. He was going <laughs> nowhere, Smith. I think it was Smith that they got. He was yeah. going fucking nowhere. It led
3: to a, you, forget, you put it down it led to a counter-attack situation. So, what? How did it break? How did we not get? shot? Oh, the we just didn't the-
2: get a shot. I think it was one of the ones where we pull back and goes to nobody, and they clear. Something right. like that, yeah. So we had a quite a few of them as well in the game, where you know we just crossed, we, we 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 pulled back and just didn't, it didn't get to anything. So there was, um, yeah, that was that was impressive. That was like when you call the swarm, that was a swarm, real <laughs>
3: lovely. proper Dortmund swarm, Papa swarm the yeah. bees.
2: Yeah, mm. beautiful. If we can start doing that every game, and I know that we won't get the opportunity from some teams, but if we can try and figure those moments out, we're going to have a really good end to the season. Honestly. Well,
3: I don't know. I think we'll get plenty of opportunity in the next two games. Um, you, know, you know, I think we'll get the opportunity against United, and we'll get it against Everton. Watford. Oh, Watford. Sorry, that's the midweek, isn't it? Sorry, yeah, mm.
2: yeah. It'd be nice. It'd be very nice if we could, if we could, guys. I
3: think Kevin Grassi is not as direct as previous Watford managers, is he either? Right. Why don't we play Bayern next. Sorry, I meant in the league. Sorry.
2: Yeah, well, he's yeah. focusing. Obviously, he's focusing on the league. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: yeah.
2: No one wants to, no one cares about the, the
3: European Cup. Um, can I so, <laughs> it's just, on on the yeah, it's really weird. We've got a gaming's buying coming up. No, no. one's really getting, <laughs> no one's really asked. Um, is, um, what's well, that? True, what's the situation with the centre halves for him um, is it? Wow.
2: Is Lovren going to play with Matip? It's probably going to be Fabinho. No, you yeah. know. Just let it get on with it. Yeah. Most likely going just to be... Just
3: Matip him. on his own against Bayern.
4: Yeah, just play
2: up on his own, yeah.
4: Matip against Lewandowski. That's fine. Shit. He'll, he'll sort him. Stick him in his pocket. Stick Miglay at the back. <laughs> Jesus
2: Christ. This is this Look, is I'm
4: weird. Sure, sure, who knows what's wrong with Lovren? We can't trust anything that's coming out of the club from an injury perspective. It's all bullshit. So you just got to guess that. You, you literally you, you asked me. I'm just guessing.
2: Just I wouldn't you. be surprised if he actually kept Lovren just for that game. As in, you know what? I'm not even risking so, you. So, I'm not even risking you.
0: I don't. I don't. I don't think you should say that you're guessing because out of us four. You're the one who can make an actual <laughs> <laughs> scientific, and qualified assessment of what might be happening, rather than most people who talk about injuries. I just well, I might um,
4: see something on the pitch, or then I can give I give an assessment on. But but like Lovren went missing, and I don't know whether he's kidnapped in fucking Arizona. <laughs> no idea. But but no one seems to know where he is or or what's wrong with him. <clears throat> he's just not fit yet, and and. Literally the in the presser, Klopp was asked about it and it was the most def- it was the most definite of no's. He's not fit. Um, he's not ready.
3: That was, was, it, like, that was, was it like was it like was it like when he was asked about Klein last season?
4: Maybe yeah, it's yeah, yeah exactly. it.
0: maybe it's something to do with things going on with Modric and stuff, maybe back
4: injury actually, who knows he might just be sick he might just be like the bug that the had. have maybe he's just you know shitting himself who, who oh knows? sorry
2: did you know i read the i read the report about that so it wasn't that he had the shits what happened was he's taking a tablet for his knee so we yeah, yeah. actually gave an interview and, and told us what happened so i give just in case people haven't read that vinaldom just went into detail in an interview and he said he took a he took a tablet to, for his knee because it was hurting a lot he said and, it, and the doctor said this will make the pain go down but ah. the problem was with that painkiller you could get diarrhea and as it happened he did get diarrhea now oh, great so so we're playing a lad we're playing a lad uh, that has knee
4: pain enough that he needs painkillers to get on the pitch
2: absolutely and so i knew so you would a not... sequence of cortisone then like
4: jesus christ shoot me yeah Is exactly
2: like... so
3: it's so, want, Sorry, is this like cortisone, Maradona stuff?
4: Uh, yeah, this is this is what I've not. This I've not. Don't do it. I, I just think this is bad practice.
2: Yeah. yeah. So basically, hey. the the story is here, guys. If you let me finish, that um, Ronaldo then did not spend any time with the club, with the team. Sorry, on Thursday night or Friday night in the hotel, and was allowed to go home. Uh, they just didn't want to make, they didn't, they, they, they knew it could be the tablet, but they didn't want to take any risks if it was anything that would people could catch. So, but then fr- Saturday morning, you got the call, Uh, how are you feeling? Can you play? And he said, yes. And also it said, which I won't be very happy with, is that this looks like the plan that they're going to have for Ginny until the end of the season. And at the end of the season, they'll see what they want to do with the knee. they managing his knee pain. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Right enough. Yep. This, that that was interesting. That's from the horse's mouth. That was an interview in the Echo. So is this going to
3: be when you've talked about grades before? This is going to be like a grade one niggle or whatever, yeah, or something. No, or no grade, whatever the, it is. The
4: opposite. No, the opposite. So this sounds much more like either something degenerative, or this needs. Um, I'd imagine that it must need more than um, like uh, arthroscopic cleaning up of cartilage meniscus because that would take 10 days. And we've had 10 days twice between games. We've had more than that where he easily could have had it done. So if that's what it is, I'll be really pissed off that he hasn't had it done because he could, because we've had plenty of time for it. And if you factor in the game that he missed, if he'd had three weeks between games, if he'd just had surgery, and not, and then recovered over Dubai and then missed the, missed the Leicester game. Um, so I, I imagine that there is something more going on with it. It's going to be something that he needs properly cleaned up at the end of the season. Maybe some debridement or something.
0: Mm.
3: Interesting. I've well, if he can play like he did on Saturday. I was about to say exactly that.
4: Maybe he needed a bit of pain to wake him up a little bit.
2: Yeah, and he said that he went to the toilet after him and nearly shot himself. So that's not nice. But anyway, we'll be on, and I've that's got, a probably a brilliant place to I've end got, up. safe <laughs> everyone. I have one, one more thing. Oh, it's go it, on, it, go
0: it, on, it on. Well, something I'm going to track to the end of the season because it's five thirty-eight mm-hmm. prediction for the for the for the league. Okay, and it and it's fluctuated this season big time. Oh, um, awesome. We've been we've we've been as high as seventy-nine percent. Man City have been as high as seventy-seven. Um, and I've tracked that from the first game. Um, at the moment, considering Man City have played a game more, we are 51%, Man City are 47 Does that sound about right to you?
2: Yeah, I think it'd be, it's close. It's close now. A couple of weeks ago, I think we Spurs, were up at.
0: Spurs only 2%. Yeah,
2: I think a couple of weeks ago, we were up at something like 70 something. 77? You just yeah. said it. Oh, did you hear that? Sorry. Said it. <laughs> The interesting
0: thing now, though, is that the five thirty-eight model simulates the end of the season with us both finishing on ninety-two points, which then which then then goes to size goal difference thing. So I just thought it was. uh, It also says we're going to lose another two games. I wonder where where they might be, but I, I I think these models are way more reactionary than predictive.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. It's just flawed for gambling. They haven't got a clue. No one could have predicted that we wouldn't have beaten Leicester and West Ham. And if we'd have gone either of those, then we'd still be well over seventy percent.
0: And also, Man City at the start of December, obviously, were huge favorites. Yeah, of course. We were down at uh, I think it was down at twelve at that point, and then and then suddenly we were up to seventy percent two weeks later. So this is. It's just I think it's an interesting. I don't mind the simulatedness to give us both 92 points. I think that's how close it might end up. Um, yep. But, you know, I think the the odds themselves are very, yeah. They just tell you what's just happened rather than what might, I think. And I think Spurs are very low on two. I know other people might not, but I think when there's only an eight-point difference to the top side. Um,
2: I think it's five in it now.
4: I mean, we've got. A, yeah, I, I don't think Spurs have a hell in. I, I don't think they stand a hell of a chance yeah. to, to win. There's no chance in the hell because LB of the squad. Teams. Because of the squad, from their position, they've been perfect so far, and that means that they would have to be the greatest team of all time in their run to 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 finish on night more than ninety-two points, which is which is what they'll absolutely have to. They're also to get running incredibly hot.
3: Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, they've
4: been really lucky. No Under, chance they're going to get un, that. Understat, I've got them as fourth
0: on uh, their expected points with 45.5, and Chelsea in third with forty nine. Yep. Us in second on fifty seven, and Man City at top with sixty three. So they think Spurs are massively fortunate.
4: If you but, watch the game, the, it's so true that there the, 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 there was a six game period where they won and they had an, an XG. They had a, they were scoring something like three goals a game more than their XG. Leading up to Christmas, they were, they were winning and having, they were having three shots and scoring all three goals from outside the box. It was absurd. Um, so yeah, they're, 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 their, their, uh, their, their, results greatly outweigh their, um, performances. And it's, it's just not going to happen. They'll get Harry Kane back and they'll they'll win some more games, but they'll still get eighty five points at the
3: most. The irony is they'll start losing games or lose dropping points when they try when they bring Harry Kane back too early and he fucks up the balance of the side. Yeah, and he takes three months to get back up to full fitness. That'll yeah. be a mate. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's what, what I'm saying. Say. That could mean United finished third. <clears throat> Can no, I just I say, know. I saw Harry Kane on the Super Bowl speaking. I've never really paid, never, I don't pay attention to England. I never watch press conferences. Right, it's the first time I've ever really heard Harry Kane speak. He was speaking to OCM and Euro and Jason Bellon, and I couldn't believe how much, he he could barely speak.
4: He, no, was like
3: a... this, he was this mumbling drawl, you know, coming out of his mouth.
4: And I was like, <laughs> I
3: can't believe it.
0: You've never heard this stuff.
3: <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Well, I was here. What the hell is it? Can you, I said, can you actually speak? Have you got some kind of speech impediment or something? You <laughs> oh, know? Like an shit. Afghani goat herder. What's that? Like,
4: like, a, like an Afghani goat herder. You've got no idea what he's saying.
3: Anyway, oh, we don't like we don't like Harry Kane on this show.
2: No, we hate we Harry Kane. Fuck Harry Kane. But yeah, I'm sure nobody wants to. Anyway, that is it for the show. Thank you very oh, much. One more thing, I want to introduce
4: a new line of stats that, that I introduced to you yesterday. Go on, but, then. Uh, so it'll That's be a thing that put out. <laughs> Um, xg chain and X, 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 xg bill per 100 and we uh i've started yes. to compare it to last season and the previous season and I'll do it along the league as well so we we actually had the second best player in the league according to uh, xg chain per 100 uh, and the best chain, best player in the league last season and who who would be surprised about that
3: i really like it by the way i think it's a really good way of quantifying your you know how 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 much they do with what they've got
4: yes thanks it does seem to it just does seem to feels about right
3: mm. it,
4: it looks it, it passes the uh, passes the statistical eye test uh, exactly. I just wanted to point out that nabby the that last season ox uh, who everybody universally would say was tremendous um had a uh, 0.91 XG chain per 100 touches and 0.45 build this season Nabby's got 0.81 and 0.57 build so he's already come in without playing well and he's still producing the kind of goal, goal creativity involvement that that Ox is. We're ten percent down on Ox in XG chain, but he's twelve percent up on. it's twenty percent up on XG build. So um, it, when when you factor in what he's doing off the ball, insane.
3: The reason the reason I like it is because you're normalizing it, and it takes it. You can normalize it again across teams because teams are players on yes. lower teams will have less touches, so you can normalize it across the amount of touches they have. So yeah, I like I've it. done
4: it with City this afternoon. Oof, I bet they've got some. Yeah, I so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put them out over the course of the week, I think. But nice. it was really and it's
3: really interesting how good Robo and Trent are. Good. Right, we have definitely done no gags.
2: Yeah. Oh, thank God for that. Right, thank you very much, boys. Appreciate it. We've gone way way over again. Just the one game, but we've gone way over It's I think it was worth it. You know, is a is back to winning ways and uh, a little bit disheartening when you see what City do, but but. Got to go to Old Trafford. And if you want to win the league, you need to win there. So that's what we aim Beat for next. Dross, win the league. That's it. Beat the Dross,
1: win the league. We'll see you after that buying game. That'll be the next show. Catch you then. So there we have it, folks. An hour and 20 minutes uh, for your listening pleasure of the Under Pressure show following Liverpool's win over Bournemouth. Uh, last week, the Reds uh, don't have a game this weekend. And uh It's not been a quiet week by any stretch uh, over on Anfield Index Pro. Uh, If you want to listen to Under Pressure every week, as I say, the guys are back uh, analysing every Liverpool match and when we play midweek, they often get together and do a double header analysing two games at once, no less. So uh, don't miss out on future Under Pressures. You can listen to all of Anfield Index post content free for seven days. Uh, everyone's entitled to a free trial with no obligation to, to continue. If you don't like it, just stop it. So uh, to get on board, it's at anfieldindex.com forward slash join. Very simple, anfieldindex.com forward slash join. You can pay by credit card, you can pay by PayPal, but the first thing you should go and do is sign up to that seven-day free trial and uh, and see what you think of the content. Do let us know as well. Uh, we're on Twitter at Anfield Index Pro. So some of the other content that you could enjoy this week, immediately following Liverpool's uh, win over Bournemouth, uh, within a, within a few minutes uh, of the show, there was a uh, post match raw. Uh, The guys, uh, Trev Downey, Carl Matchett, and Mo Chatra, reflected on Liverpool's 3 0 win. Uh, That comes out really, really quickly after every game we do, Raw. And uh, you get that real emotional, it's completely opposite in some ways to the show you just listened to Under Pressure, where everything is based on emotion. And uh, the guys have some real fun on that show. And it's a really good one to listen to to kind of uh, end your match day experience, if you like. And then within 24 hours or so of the game, we get our Rate Don't Hate podcast. That's out now as well. And uh, the guys uh, look at a whole collection of media and uh, the the anfield index pro subscribers and they uh they look at the ratings out of 10 for each player and then they collect the numbers and the stats on that. And uh, it makes for some fun discussion, often some uh, some intense uh, discussions and heated debate amongst uh, the regular panellists of Tom Holmes and uh, Adam Petrucione, who join uh, Kay on that show. So uh, so that's well worth a listen to as well. Then it moved on to our Tactics Weekly. Uh, this was a look at that game from a tactical perspective. So we've had the raw emotion, We've had the ratings out of 10. We've had under pressure with the, the deep dive on the statistics. Now we've got the tactics. And for that, uh, Gavin Jones was hosting this week in place of Dan Rhodes, and he was joined by our, our own stats guru, uh, Hamza, and the head coach of Miami FC, Mr. Paul Dalglish, and they uh, they really took a look at Liverpool River and back to that 4-3-3, and uh, how Liverpool are getting the best finally out of Nabi kater it seems, so uh, again, well worth a listen. After that, we got... Uh, in tow with the legends, Jan Molby joined uh, Trevor Downey for uh, for a look at that game and for some discussion ahead of the uh, the Bayern Munich game as well. So uh, he looked again at the midfield. He looked at the performances of Ginny Wijnaldum and uh, an arguably man of the match performance there from Ginny. So uh, so go and listen to Jan. There's nothing better than hearing it from uh, one of the best analysts in the game and obviously. Uh, a player who has been there, seen it, done it with the Reds in, 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 in the times past. Uh, we then had a, a special AI scouted, now normally AI scouted with Dave Hendrick and Carl Matchett. They uh they look at the next opponent while well, Liverpool didn't have a game this uh, this weekend. So they had a look at the best value and the worst value, if you like, in Premier League transfers, not just Liverpool, but also the other top six clubs. It's a real walk down memory lane and there's some, some real horror stories, some real names from the past. Yeah, Paul know, yeah, Joe Coles and names like that all uh, all cropped up so it's a it's well worth a listen and a lot of fun as well then there was another special, Money Talks, uh, a podcast uh, that Mo Chapter, our, our resident chartered accountant, uh, did this week. And he was on with a prominent football lawyer, Daniel G, to talk about his new book, Done Deal. About an hour's worth of chat there on a whole variety of issues, including uh, players' wages, financial fair play, agents, broadcasting, Brexit. It's all in there. Brilliant podcast. There's a taster of that on the free side, some, some 10 minutes or so. But you can go and listen to the whole hour-long version of the show on AI Pro. And, uh... The giggle box, if you like, of all the shows uh, when there is a break, Gags uh, often gets together with Dave Hendrick and they do a podcast called Old School. Now this week they were uh, joined by uh, one of the original uh, originals from uh, the Anfield Index days uh marco lopez who's who's not been featuring on the podcast in uh in recent times but it was great to hear marco back on the show and uh, the guys take a look down memory lane they get marco's thoughts on the current Liverpool side then they host a whole field of questions from the bizarre to the ridiculous to the to the common sense stuff from subscribers and uh dave hendrick gives his own uh, Unique take, shall we say, on uh, <laughs> on things there. So go, uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's over 100 minutes. So uh, brace yourselves in for that one. So uh, this has been our Off the Wall podcast. Uh, we hope you enjoyed Under Pressure. We hope you will head to anfieldindex.com forward slash join and take advantage of that seven-day free trial and uh, also get involved in our Discord platform, whether you wish to subscribe or you wish not to. Uh, we're at Anf- uh, www.anfieldindex.com forward slash Discord. Brilliant. Bursting community, full of ideas. Uh, It's well worth uh, getting involved in that, even if you've never used Discord before. It truly is an eye-opener, and anyone that's come on board so far hasn't regretted it. So that's anfieldindex.com forward slash Discord. And until next time, up the reds.
0: Podcast Network.